Yo guys, hello and good evening. Welcome to the Physique Collective podcast. We have got the three classic boys on the screens and your audio pleasure today to talk about a roundup of the Ben Weeder um, last weekend with two bros. So we thought we would jump on and give you guys a little bit of uh, a roundup or a conclusion or some feedback on what we thought kind of the classic boys brought to the stage um, in the pro qualifier. So we've got the classic ghost, Leon, Mr. Brambleby himself, the most handsome man in the world, and myself. Um, nice introduction for myself. So guys, what did we think of the Ben Weeder? I thought it was an interesting show. I thought it was good. I thought the stand-up was great. Um, it gave me a bit of a realisation, I think, looking at some of the standard of the guys in my class specifically, Class C. I was just looking at these guys thinking they look absolutely nuts. Um, mm -hmm. Kind of gives you retrospect on how far you've still got to go, right? Mm -hmm. Definitely. I, I found myself doing exactly the same in Class B. Like, they came out and I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, these are the guys that I'm going to be standing up against. Um, so, yeah, definitely an eye I think the standard in that show... I'm not sure about YouTube, but that was most definitely the most, and it's such a cliche saying, but the most stacked lineup I have seen in classic um, since going to shows, to be fair. I've not really. It was seen just it. consistently very good. Yeah. I think the, wor the most worrying thing is our height, mine and Brad's, is the most common height class what it tends to be. So it's like Battle of the Minions with a lot of classic good athletes. <laughs> Battle of the Little Man. Was it eight? There was ten in the class B. Sure, there you go. <laughs> there you go. I always find it interesting though, because at the Ben Weeder a lot, there's never it doesn't actually seem to be as busy as a regional, but you always get the talent pool. And I think unless it is like strictly the British finals, there's always like ridiculously good Europeans that come and yeah, win the class. Well, is it? Am I correct in saying like the guys that come from around Europe don't have to qualify now? They can just roll up. Isn't that what the Irish have been doing as well? Ireland are allowed to do it, I think, because they only have one pro qualifier in their country. Do you get what I mean? So I think if there's multiple throughout the year in your country, you, you're not allowed to do that because what Ireland have only got the muscle contest that they're allowed to enter elsewhere. Nice. Or they, or they, it's either that or they don't have to do a regional. Do you get what I mean? Because they've only got one, basically. Yeah. Let's see, Let's see, makes sense. Who was the standout of the day? Who who shocked you the most when you looked at him? Who shocked me the most when when I looked at him was Matt McCulloch. He won the overall. Mm. I literally, he looked like he was made of fucking plastic. He was that dug out and that etched and that hard. It was that was. Peak I've followed Matt for a while now, and I've always just seen, I've never really seen him in person, like in the flesh, posed or peaked on stage. It's just like, even when you look at his checking shots, like he's just, these proportions are crazy. Like the legs are crazy, you know. And I think that's what shocked me the most because he was in the taller class than I'm in. But I think he must only be like an inch taller than me because I'm like the top end of it. Um, so when I see him outside, I was chatting to him outside for a little while. And because he weren't like Brandon's type or anything, it did, it weren't like blow you away, like fuck this dude's a unit. But he had like 
skinny spray on hairy jeans or whatever they were yeah. bro like the roundness of the legs the quads the hams the calves was just like holy shit man and like you're, i'm sure you'll show everyone in a minute the instagram you're so like dug out is insane it was like you know when you've dug someone too far and the details are so deep but it hadn't gone too far it was just absolutely peeled yeah very complete physique i think i, I don't know how, how old he is i imagine like mid-30s or something. Let's get mad. It, it's, it's got such crazy muscle maturity. Yeah. Look at the, just the sweep of his quads. Hang on. Yeah, it's, it's, it's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> In a good way. It, it's, it's one of those, like, I didn't realise he was there. And, um, I was talking to George Wilson, and when he said that Matt was there, I was like, oh, okay, this completely, like, changes the, the game now. Because I had Brandon down as winning it. Um, yeah, I mean... And to like when they were out on stage, it was like Corey's class and class B. You could give a very good argument for both of them. I thought um, Brandon's tan was awful, and I think that easily hurt him on points. It did make his mat was so dark, so etched, so oiled. And even though this, the screens at the background, everyone saw yellow screens that day, and everyone wanted what the fuck like oh my god like like how we're we gonna look in front of yellow screens the lighting was actually perfect yeah i agree it was yeah. much better than the uh, really the qualifier two weeks before i found the lighting just it almost seemed to make them look a little bit softer because i was just like this is this doesn't look right you know seeing them backstage or seeing them before they went on and then go on the stage i was like mm, lighting's a bit off on this part this show just ridiculous i think the yeah uh, i mean pop more to be fair yeah, I do. Go on Cal's page, Leon. Cal posted a photo of Matt and Tannin, and I was like, what the fuck? Big Cal pro coach. <clears throat> the Godfather. This was like standout athlete of the day, I think, Matt. It was just so like, oh, that one. Look at the, look at that, mate. Look at the quads. Ridiculous. Yeah. More separated than my parents. No. <laughs> <laughs> Nutty. Yeah, he was just yeah, he landed so well. Like Tam was on point. His stage presence was on point as well. I thought like he hit poses very, very well. Um, like he he wasn't one of those guys that would like almost like he wouldn't finesse it too much, did he? He just sort of posed to his kind of ability, but pulled it off very well and tidy. Yeah. Um so I thought that. I thought like Matt's Matt's not like a crazy all out poser kind of thing, but I didn't feel like what he did was a safe bet. I thought he really, really looked confident with everything he hit. Mm. The transitions he did were nice and tidy, and they were held really, really well. There was there was really never cool. anything nice as well. Place that he... Yeah, classic yeah. elegance, but like not over the top. Like he yeah. was too showy and flamboyant, as some people do. It was like who was Cal's? Very easy, like it that. was very easy to be marked. Do you get what I mean? Like. There was nothing hit like too fast or too many poses at once or anything like that. It was just like, yes, got the fucking job done. Looked sick. This lad as well looked really good. Alex Davis. Oh, yes. Sammy posed this guy. Yeah. Alex Davis. The feathering on his quads was ridiculous. Yeah. Ten Between him and the two weeks in the shows as well was huge. Like, very, very noticeable. Obviously, he's not going to peak for like the. Um... The regional, but when he was in the pro qualifier, he was like night and day difference. Like when he came out, it's like, oh shit, like you put him some work the last couple of weeks, that's for sure. 
yeah, man. So when he first came, I thought, okay, right, I think he's in a he's in a good run for this this time. Um, I think he was just really nervous with his posing, Alex, because we both know how good Sammy is at posing and at teaching it. Yeah. I think he, um, you could tell nerves got to him a little bit, like when trying to hold stuff or like in the front relaxed, you know, when they're like lining people up in between them and stuff like that and out doing the routine. Because they do that like presentation round, don't they? Where it's like 30 seconds in front of each of everyone. Like everyone's out on stage when you do it. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think then class, it's very... Class B, right? Yeah, this yeah. is B. It's your class, isn't it, boys? Yeah. yeah. Where would you see yourselves in this class? Me? Oh, bro. That's a, that's a fucking tough question. <laughs> there's some there were there were some very very good lads up there i mean shout out to Corey for a start i mean the guy is phenomenally put together condition is nuts but not just that the work ethic that he's been putting into this prep is just fucking unquestionable like and still going like he's got his mind set on exactly what he wants he's not like following you know he's been so close more than once now it's just like right cool we go again we go again we go again he's not he's just got that relentless drive hasn't he like just gets up and gets it done like yeah definition of work rate it's fucking it's motivating so motivating really um yeah. just cracks on and carries on doing it because we all know ourselves how tough it is um at the best parts in the contest prep but having to eat thin air ice and nothing muffins to squeeze into a cap and do that you know, over long periods of time, multiple shows back to back, it's fucking difficult. <laughs> you know, very without the assistance of a lot of PDs as well. Because yeah. everyone's watching doesn't know Corey's story. Corey's has had two heart attacks, cannot push drugs. So I believe pretty much all of this prep was done with actual TRT dose, mm. not a CRT. So fucking fair play, man. I know that doesn't matter when you're up there, but tell you what it's going to fucking affect your recovery it's going to affect your mood it's going to affect it's going to feel nice like classic fucking classic new new classic physique um classic physique is such a you know crazy like category at the moment in terms of like how different so many physiques are like you look at this lineup and look how many different structures there are just in one lineup alone like it's nutty that just... was the biggest breakdown of this class i think that Corey and the winner were so differently fucking built. It was unreal. Yeah. See, I knew this um, knew this guy was turning up to the show because my German friend was telling me he sent me some photos of him um, and said, oh, he's turning up to the, to the show. How do you think he'll do? From the photos, I was like, to be honest, in a lineup this deep, I don't really think he would probably place because he didn't look as impressive in the photos as he did in the flesh. Um and when he kind of walked out, he just had that bubbliness to him, didn't he? That bubbly so, so damn round. Very dark horse, wasn't he? Like as soon as he came out, he was like, oh shit. Like he, he didn't seem as confident with his posing as the others. Mm -hmm. And again, clearly quite safe with his posing, but yeah. he enough to show his physique off in a in, in a well-rounded way. Players don't get anything like too kind of like flamboyant with it. No, I don't think posing is a strong point at all. I've seen him in the novice because obviously, if guys were the guys that weren't there, he won the novice and then he come on and did class B and done open. And there was only one of a guy in the novice, and you watched it and you thought, oh yeah, well, he's clearly obviously fucking one because he's much better than the other guy. But it was until you stood, he stood in this class and you're like, <laughs> fair play, looks insane. Um, I will say this: his posing 
cost him the overall. One million percent. He turned the wrong way. He fucking had one toe on the floor doing a quarter turn and got told three times by the judges. Bro, you like, man, this rig is ridiculous. Come on. You're a pro qualifier. You've just made it to the to the you know the finals, the overall. Yeah, I remember he was repeatedly told to keep his feet flat. But whether he was actually genuinely a novice and not unlike you know one of his first shows, and then is at the overall of the Ben fucking Weeder, like fuck, ignore what the hell I said, man. You've just done way better than I've ever done. So, what class? It, it seemed like potentially because he did seem very uncertain whether that was he didn't understand or whether it was just his first show. But he did seem more nervous than anyone else on there. Everyone else was kind of was dead. They were doing. Seen... I think it, it looked like he got very nervous as well when he was in the overall because there was a point where he knew he was going to win in Class B and he was like going for it. I think in the overall it just cost him his confidence a little bit. His picture from the overall here. The quads are so round, so detailed as well. Yeah, I can't zoom in here, but because he like Matt has denser, much much more mature muscle, and the heads of the muscles are rounder like more aggressively rounder like the delts but the dude that won Corey's class the muscle bellies were much bigger on a bigger wider structure do you get what I mean so even though Matt was in a taller class it was like very much could have seen an argument for both as well in the overall but the kid I think the kid handed it to Matt with his posing I also think like that was very confident with his posing if like it was said. if it was brand- Matt's been around the block man as well Matt's been like Matt's been in a few like pro quals. He knows, like, do you know what I mean? Matt's turning up. He's like, yeah, I'm not turning up as an underdog. Like, I fucking know what the hell I'm doing. Like, he's a fucking sick athlete. Yeah, it's not his first overall win, man. He's took quite a few overalls from what I can, from what I can gather. You know, he's a successful classic physique, that's for sure. I can't remember who turned pro at him after over the who turned pro at him. Who turned pro over him at the island last year? I literally can't remember who it was. Who else should we look at? So should we look at um Brandon Henderson? Yeah, there's nothing on there or, or like on two words, like get, get his page up because this guy's physique is just fucking yeah. nuts. I trained I trained with Brandon as well, um, because he was in my gym once. And the dude is such a cool dude just to talk to as well. Like, and he, I think he doesn't realize how good he is. He's like, yeah, bro, bro, he's 24. Yeah. Look at the side chest next to Matt. The ham is one of the most disgusting ham drops I've ever seen. It's the arms as well. The arms are fucking ridiculous. He's just such a... I remember seeing his debut last year um, as a first-timer when he beat uh, the other Brandon. And yeah. I, I remember walking out on stage and I was like, what the fuck? Oh, that was his first ever show and he just turns up. First ever show, first time. Oh, sorry, buddy. See this one here? Who recognises that one thing? Superhero landing thing. Did you uh, think I replied to his story. I said, that's that's less a sick shot. And he was like, yeah, I stole it from you, bro. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Nah, it looked very good on him, to be fair. Like, he's just got that rig. Look at the fucking, the hair as well. Like, everything just looks crispy classic, doesn't it, to be fair? Go on the video that's the second one on his page, because if nobody's seen him, the structure of this kid is the most retarded thing I've ever seen. Doesn't make sense, does it? It's so mad. When he hits his vacuum from the front, it's like, what the fuck? Like, wasp waste. 
huge quads, just his upper body just explodes even more. It's like made for clear. There, there you go. Bang on. Like he is like a mini bumstead. It's like, you know, like, uh, have you ever watched Troy? You know, that fucking armor that's just like a massive gold yeah. breastplate, like huge yeah. chest and perfect time. It's just like that is fucking music. Great. It looks like he does look like he's wearing some armor, doesn't he? Like, yeah, it's crazy. It's fucking nuts. And to think his first show was last year as well was it's just insane. You know, it's just he's the type of people that first timers have absolute nightmares about. You know, you turn up to a show and it's this dude's first ever show and he rocks up looking like a pocket sized sea bum. But what the fuck? That, that's the thing. Like, he, this is that kind of like, like you know, he's huge. He's he's got an insanely bright future in classic. Like if this is his start, like, do you know what I mean? I think it really hurt him the weekend, and it's a shame because I was chanting him outside, and he's just uh, he's got a poor prep at the minute. But if man, if he if he had the ability, or was like, I don't mean the ability, if he was able to carry on this season and do, you know, because what pro qualifies the next man? Like, I don't know. What is next? Portugal, France, Sweden, Sweden's Germany. The next one, isn't it? Going Germany, isn't it? The Germany at FIBO, that'll be a big one. But then it's Sweden after that. And it's like, well, man, imagine if he could string a few of them along. Because he's no stranger well. to prepping. He's got a pro for this. What was it that made him miss out on that? Because, like, I mean, if you look at that shot of Matt and him standing next to each other, like, that's a fucking tough shot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think when sure. we were sat there, Matt. That's glutes. Monstrous. But... Matt was peaked so well that he would like every, all the lines were so dug out. And I think because what I said to about Matt, where his muscle bellies, they're not as big and take up as much volume as Brandon's, but they are so round that when you fill him to the brim, it just pops right through, and every crease, every crack, every dimple, and everything shows like every striation like crazy. I think Matt's tan highlighted it so well, whereas you can't really see on these. But when we were there, like Brandon, like you couldn't see the slices in Brandon's glute from the side, from like the back of the arena. Obviously, the judges are much closer, but you think if you're that much closer, how much more detailed Matt's would have looked as well? Because I don't think Brandon was fucking soft at all. I think it was like, I think the tan washed him out a little bit. It, it, it did let yeah, him down. Um... He had lack of glaze as well. Like he wasn't really yeah. lucky. Like from the front shots, like he didn't look like he had any glaze on. Um, so I think that might have hurt him a bit as well. But you know, he can't. He's got to hold his head high. You know, he's he came in a couple of weeks before, took an overall, and his second season, come here, you know, and lost to someone that's a fucking very very good classic physique. I would regard you know Brandon Henderson as the leading amateur classic physique in the country without a doubt. You know? I think I think now him not being him not turning pro is fuck's sake, that's someone else we've got to put, like potentially come up against. Different class. He'd be my class, man. Yeah. My class. That's why I'm moving to open. Yeah, done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't be him, so I'll just get too big instead. Exactly. <laughs> he's done two shows, won two overalls, like, and then he's done the, the pro qualifier and just missed out. Like, that's a pretty fucking sick oh, look, that's his roster there. Look, first timer, two open class C wins, you know, with two overalls in within two very short seasons. Fucking hell. Crazy, bro. Fucking so crazy. I mean, like, even that in itself is fucking unheard of. So 
Like, yeah, it would be fucking sick for him to get his pro card, but even that yeah, is a fucking achievement. You know what I mean? I think, I mean, not that it's a loss, but technically it's his first loss, right? You know, on the weekend. Everyone needs to experience a loss. You know, I think genuinely think losses make you such a better person and they give you more of a, of a drive and a fire um, to want it even more. You know, from my personal experience, I think as well, taking losses just gives you more fuel. Like when I took that loss on my last season to on at the GBO show and then went into this the, the show the week after and beat the guy, you know, there was no better feeling than that. No better feeling at all. You know, it, it stings at first, right? But then when you go away and think about it, you're like, all right, cool, yeah, I'm ready to get back to fucking work and come back even better. I but, think as well, this is so new to actually compete in. When you've been going a few years, you're like, you don't have that emotional attachment and like so much disappointment when it does sting. Do you get what I mean? Like, you realize, like, oh man, everybody gets beat at some point. I was just there showing my whole WhatsApp on the on the fucking thing. <laughs> I'm useless on computers. It didn't come up on my screen. It was just like white as it slid across, so it might not come up. Don't want to catch any nudes on there. <laughs> nudes from you, Brad. Why yeah. my nudes? Yeah, so what do you think about like general posing of the Ben Weeder? The most impressive poser on the day was Corey, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, but he's he's nailed that with Sammy, you know, to a T now, to it's like second nature. Suits him super well. He's done a different routine every single outing. That goes to the show, the love that he has for the craft and for, you know, bodybuilding in general. You know, I do believe making the effort, whether it counts or makes it too much of a difference, it's just a respect and playing homage to bodybuilding, right? Just doing different routines for different shows. So I respect that massively. I think it just as well, it shows how well you actually handle the season as an athlete. Uh, if you, like, or whether you're just like a one-trick pony kind of thing, you want to prove that you can do it multiple times. Like, do you get what I mean? Don't, you, if you're going for a card, you can't just like bank on your safe bet. Do you get what I mean? Like doing the same thing day in, day out. Like, what are you going to do when you turn pro? Just like never impress anyone doing a different routine then? Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly that. There's I mean, not there's... many top pros now that can't pose, is there? I mean, apart from Ramon, but he's fixing that. Um, there's quite a few top pros that can pose really well. In terms of posing conditioning, I'm talking about, you know, like how they can hold poses for a long time, especially the top classic guys. Yeah. But the, the level of how good the posing is, is very different in the in the top pro ranks, right? I think, yeah, I think that as well about Corey. Corey and Matt were so conditioned in the pose. They hit it, they didn't come out of it. It was, nothing was shaking. Everything was as if it was a pre-programmed machine. It was really, really clean. I appreciate that. And they hit poses that like extenuate their physique, not just hitting random poses just because they see someone else do it. You know, they actually genuinely hit poses that suit their physique and play to their strengths. You know, like Corey hitting the vacuum with a single arm above the head. You know, that that shot suits him extremely, extremely well. Plays his strengths, shows that lovely vacuum he's got. Um, but you see a lot of guys hit three-quarter doubles, right? But they just haven't got the back to show for it. Just about to say, I do wish Corey hit that first every time. Me and John were in the arena screaming at him. Hit that fucking twist in double! Because it looks so good because... <laughs> 
Corey's back is just so fucking impressive. Like he's just got like <laughs> his lap insertions. Lats. Like, how is it so thick? His lats insert quite high. His, his lats insert quite high on his back, but they look so fucking dense and so compact yeah. at the top. When he hits that three quarter double, there's almost just like rolls of muscle just slotted together. That's fucking crazy. He's got one of the nicest ones in the industry at the moment. When he hits it, he hits it so elegantly as well. Like it just flows so nice. One of my favorite shots at the moment. Even when he just hits his rear shots, just rear relaxed, rear double, rear lats red like they just all of them look nuts just because of his lats. It's just crazy. They're very technically correct at everything he hits. Yeah. It's it's real good. It's like again, what I said about Matt stuff, very Pleasing on the eye, but easy to mark at the same time as well. Easy to compare with everybody else. I think that's why it does him very, very well. If you look at it for what judges are looking at, right, they're looking for the first person to get in the pose. They're looking for the person to hold the pose nicely and sit there comfortably. They're not looking for people to, you know, hit seven different kinds of poses and not actually lock in one pose. They're looking to judge you, you know, and you're in that pose and you're solidified in there. They're then judging you, but you see a lot of guys do a lot of faff before they get into pose and then they hold the pose for two seconds and then the judge has only got two seconds to look at you. But someone like Matt, someone like Corey that has experience on stage, you know, they know that they need to get in, hold the pose and they're there. Like when everyone else is faffing, trying to wash off a bit of like fatigue for their shoulders before they get into the front relaxed, you know, Matt or Corey are in the front relaxed, you know? Mm-hmm. They said that uh, they need to get into poses quicker because it's not fair on the other competitors. Yeah. Yeah. In other words, book him for posing. Stop posing like retards. <laughs> Very professional overview of the Ben Weeder. <laughs> but no, I think across the board, the standard was, you know, very high. And the standard in general at the moment with, with classic physique, especially these kind of like, you could categorize these guys as like top amateurs, right? At the moment, borderline pro card takers. The, the level is just mad. The level is crazy. Well, the, the whole top five in, in Corey's class was insane. Like Graham, who took fourth. Mm. It, it literally, when you see him on it doing it as individual, you're like, fuck me, this kid is, is ridiculously good. He's won award his clients. Um, and then even Marcus that come fifth, Chow Marcus, is absolutely appealed. Like ridiculous appeal, missing nothing as well, missing nothing at all. And it's like, hmm, well, I think going into a show this season, if you are competing... Anything can happen because like you can't get fixed. If I was just looking at all that, if I just followed Marcus all season, I knew he was doing the whole show. I'd be like, "Fuck me, man! How do I like? Do I do I beat Marcus? Would I ever beat Marcus?" Kind of thing like that. And he look, he's took fifth for the Ben Weeder, and he didn't finish very well in the regional. It's like, well, what is he missing? Like anything can happen on the day. It's so like the talent pool is that crazy. It just depends who's judging and what they like, I guess. It's as well. Like usually, you can pick out small bodybuilders and classic boys, but. Not in this, it was classic, 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 classic. In, in Corey's class, it was just like that. It is difficult with classic. Because like you say, different sets of eyes give different sets of perspe- like perceptions of what they think classic is. Essentially, for most judges, you know, that haven't been judging classic for too long or because classic's still not considered a category that's been around for a long time, like bodybuilding, they still just judge these guys as small bodybuilders, you know. So if the guy's got a wider waist or whatnot and still poses a bit like a bodybuilder, 
as long as he's carrying the most amount of muscle out of everyone and scrapes into the cap, they seem to give that the green light. But sometimes you see the nicer structures win, the nicer presentation wins, which is good to see. It's a relief when you see that happen as well. Mm. I think two bros are very good at that, though. That's something I see very consistent classic judging. They do tend to favour that kind of class criteria. I don't really see any kind of blocky bodybuilders or small bodybuilders. But it is usually the classic, like oh, I would say. Another classic that... Impressed this last year. Another classic guy that impressed me, actually, on the day was Charlie Bowen. Yes. Tom Haynes is yes. junior. I first see him when... Um, at the PCA London when I had Lewis in the show. Um see him there and I was like, yeah, this this guy's a junior. Like, what the fuck? Looks fucking nutty for a junior. And then I did think look at him because he did a bodybuilding category. Um I did look at him and think he'd be very good in classic. And obviously Tom's got him in classic for this season. Um and I think he looked nuts to be fair on the weekend. The guy that beat him was so um, he had a much buckier waist, however, like he was much thicker through the arms, chest, back. I think Charlie being so young, when how often do you see a youngster with like a densely built back, but like a guy that's like 40, like the guy who beat him was in his class? It's not very often, is it? I think he's very unlucky. Uh, I don't think it's, I think his posing was pretty clean as well, to be honest, Charlie's wife. It was, some of it was clean, but I think a lot of it, like, it just came down to experience. Like, like we said earlier, getting into the pose and just holding the pose. I think he was doing a lot of faffing. Um, but again, that just... Yeah, I, th I think there was a few there was a few times. Artistically, you composed pretty well. There's a few times I noticed his quads went on when they needed to be. And Charlie, if you watch this, you're probably not going to watch this. Please don't hike your thongs up to your lats when you do that. I don't think many judges like that at all. And I don't think it accentuates your waist when you give yourself a big wedgie. I'm a certified wedgie myself, but I don't do it on stage. No, no, no. Only for check-ins or for Instagram if I'm just trying to show a bit of a bit more of the rec fem or something on the quad, just for the gram. But yeah, on stage, I think it does. I think it can it annoy a lot. Well, with like, some judges, does it? We had a judge at the weekend, and we, well, they they had a judge at the weekend at the Ben Weeder who was like. Put your feet flat on the floor for the last time. So, like guys that are on stage that were doing the quarter turns where his feet went flat on the floor. There was a few things like that, wasn't it? I can't remember what else it did. Oh, it was a rear shot as well. Someone did, but they were doing a rear relax and they were trying to stand on their tiptoes. I can't I can't remember who's doing that. It was a guy that like weren't a front runner or anything like that, but like the judges got really pissed off at very, very minor things. So I think if there's a the slightest thing that is gonna piss a judge off, probably stay clear from it. Mm. You mentioned higher. And, um, there was a lot of nudging as well, wasn't there? The yeah. There was a lot of nudging. And they kept saying, move over, move over. You don't have to stand so close. So, yeah. I think when it comes to like a pro qualifier like that, though, it's, there's a certain sort of charisma that you've got to have. Like, you are aiming to be professional. So, if you're nudging elbows, just step over. If people are edging off the line, get back on the line. Like... It's not a first time as you shouldn't be doing little things like that. And you definitely shouldn't be making the mistakes of like turning the wrong way or feet on tiptoes. Like it's a pro qualifier, like yeah. standard, you know what I mean? I think every, like Corey is the perfect example of how to handle it because he's getting jostled and he'll just he'll just sit and wait until they stop until they stop the jostling and then he'll reset. There's no need to like don't bump elbows back if you put your hands down and just turn around like I 
can't be marked. They're going to say something. Well, the judge has already said something, so he just waited until the guy actually fucking shifted his ass. Yeah. Professionalism. Professionalism and sportsmanship. It did get a bit heated in there. It was a very heated show. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? It was. It was wild. From open to classic going nuts, men's physique absolutely blew the roof off. Yeah, Louis Blackmore. Special mention, Louis. Louis Blackmore was nuts. Could not have happened to a nicer dude as well. Um, and it's probably worth mentioning Louis and questioning whether he's going to stay men's physique or now go classic because now he couldn't make the cap and now he is probably has an extra £10. Yeah, do you know what? I didn't... So I, I wonder whether he is going to stay in physique or move up. I don't follow Louis Blackmore, but I think a couple of photos come up on my For You page or what everyone else has shared. Um, and I always, I always thought he was classic physique because he always poses quite classic, doesn't he? I didn't even know he was men's physique. I think he wanted to do it, but I think he couldn't make it in the cap mm. because I think he's really, really well suited to it because he's a, a beast man. Like, he's so thick, so round. I think he'd like to do awesome. But even saying that, he... So I said Kristen Chapman screen sharing then and I'm Kristen Chapman as well so I was like oh fuck what's on my screen um, it's so thick and so round but like saying that as well he did finish fourth just behind Bridgman in the pro show in men's physique because he jumped in straight after yeah which is crazy mate look how round he is is just stupid look at that front of that man Bad. that is like the torso well even the legs as well is it's very, very pretty bodybuilding that is. Mad. Shout out, Louis. Well done, man. Yeah, Achieved a dream. Well, if he moves at the classic, he might be going up against Josh again because he's moving as well, isn't he? Yeah. True say. True say. I think that's, I think that's a wise move too. As much as I don't want to say, because that means one day we potentially could be going up against fucking him as well. But he he's just built classic. Even in his check-in shots, when he hits those classic shots, it's like, fucking hell. Like, to be that good at men's physique and also classic, like, yeah. There's a lot of classic pros that are not as good in classic as Bridgman already, and Bridgman's never done classic. A lot. Yeah. I think he'll sit very well in classic without a doubt. Like he's still got a bit of fucking what's he got like seven kilos still of his cap? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't look that's the thing as well. He doesn't look like he has seven kilos. He is fucking enormous. Again, everybody watching this podcast is gonna know who Josh Bridgman is. But watching Josh on stage, because he must be six one or something, surely. Yeah. And he's not lanky. He in the men's physique lineup, and everyone knows how big men's physique guys are now. He looked absolutely enormous. He looked like he had about 10 kilos on the biggest dude there. And they're all very, very similar height. I don't know how he's that much under the cap for classic. Neither do I. Like, I think it's just purely because of his height. You know, the more height you get, the more lenient you get with the cap, right? There also is a funny thing. I think, it, and it happens to be Bumstead's height. Bumstead's height, like whether it's, say, 6'1 or 6'2, is allowed an extra, like, 14 pounds instead of the extra seven pounds like for that inch and then it goes back to seven at six three after so it's like oh it's almost like his height is just a, a random massive increase but then after that it's not so i think 
Josh may be, may, may have that much room because he's that same height. Do you know get, get what I mean? So it's like that uneven fucking gap. I'm sure Bumstead's um, cap's like 240 pounds, something like that, around that kind of area, which is just insane. And he comes in, I bet, at 240 pounds peeled on the nail. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't, I think, I think it's is. I think it's 2 2, 220 or 224, or something like that. It's not that much. I think the highest it can possibly be is 240. Oh, uh, yeah. Where's Chris Bumstead going to improve, though? Arms. That's it. Just yeah. arms. But then you can't change the shape of your arms, can you? I don't I don't think he needs to. I think he, he when he came out of this Olympia and he was like, so ridiculously peeled compared to everybody else and so much more to go out and blast him full as well. It weren't even close with Ramon. It weren't even within like six, seven points. It weren't. It, I think it was literally just because he was in second place, it was a closer score, do you get what I mean, on the gap. He just well, dwarfs everyone. He's got such an overwhelming size advantage on every single motherfucker in that whole call out or steps foot on that Olympia stage in Classic Physique. He's just a level above everyone, isn't he? Realistically, you know, it's just unreal. Like when he turns to the rear, it's like you look like you've got about four years worth of a difference between the progression. There, no one's catching that. Do you know the yeah. only person that that could give him a run for his money, if not knock him off, if he had a good set of legs, is Tim's. Have you seen Tim's? Oh yeah, Robert Tim's. Yeah, Robert Tim's. Yeah. Yeah, his upper body and his back is insane. Yeah, he's fucking way better at posing. He's so good at posing. Yeah. So yeah, he's on stage this year. Actually, I'm sorry, I'm excited to see his return. Yeah, me too. I don't even know which what's what pro show is next one. April. Uh, I guess the New York is pretty near. Right. Yeah. Let's have a look at when that is. Sure. Uh, New York pro. May the 23rd. Well, it'll be the 22nd, won't it? So it's next month. So yeah, it's like five weeks, I guess, until the next big major one. But we'll try and do these with every like one that's worth mentioning, I guess. Um, yeah. Whether there's like a guy from the UK doing it or something like that, or like people of interest hop on and critique it and stuff like that. We'll definitely um, do the muscle contest island because yeah, that's, that's quite that's a few UK lads, you know. So yeah. we'll definitely cover that. I mean, we'll cover as many events as we can, but I think we've covered as much as we can today on, on obviously the Ben Weeder. You know, we've gone through everything there, covered as much, yeah. put our thoughts in and whatnot. Even if the next one we cover a couple, like we've got Corey and Fibo in next week, um, mm -hmm. cover that as well. Mm. Yeah, and also some special guests, so we'll invite some people on. So. I think what would be a great one is to invite the man himself who's just turned pro out the Ben Weeder, hop on with Matt, ask him how he feels about it, what his goals are next kind of thing, and sit and shoot the shit with him for 45 minutes to an hour or something like that. Uh, maybe ask Corey as well after he's done FIBO, his feedback on FIBO, his own perspective of it, and break that down. I think that'd be pretty cool. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Well, other than that, I think we should um, wrap this one up here and then we will see everyone on the next episode. Thank you yeah. for tuning in. We look forward to recording up some more on the later events in this packed year of bodybuilding. Peace, Peace out. Peace out.
Oh, I'm pressing the wrong button.